Ian Holiday, welcome to Radio Canada International. Hi, thanks for having me. Now, Angus Reid Institute has just released a, a very interesting survey on Canadian attitudes uh, towards these ongoing or unfolding diplomatic crisis with China. Uh, tell me, what was the, the most surprising thing for you? Um, I think the, the most surprising thing for me when looking at these results is the degree to which Canadians really um, are not, have not really made up their minds about what they want or, or how they want their government to handle this issue. So we see that uh, there's a great deal of dissatisfaction with the way that the Trudeau government has handled relations with China over the last couple of weeks. 52% of, of Canadians say that they uh, think the Trudeau government has done a poor job of handling this issue. But at the same time, when we look at an agree-disagree statement about um, Canada should have resisted the U.S. request and not arrested uh, Meng Wanzhou, the, the Huawei CFO, in the first place, what we find is that Canadians disagree with that assertion as well. And so there, that suggests that there is a degree of support for the actions that the federal government has taken, even as Canadians are, are telling us that they think the federal government has done a poor job uh, of, of handling this situation. Now, uh, there's also uh, what I found interesting is that a one in four, or no, four in ten Canadians say that the, the government should be uh, playing a, a much tougher game with China. Uh, what do you make of that? I think that helps to sort of square the circle as to um, why it is that we see both poor marks for the Trudeau government and a sort of broad level of support for the fact that, that the RCMP arrested Meng Wanzhou and that, that she is uh, under house arrest and awaiting extradition to the United States. Um, the view that the Trudeau government has done a poor job likely springs out of this feeling that um, you know, China is a bad actor internationally. They, um, they have a poor record on human rights. They uh, are, are sort of viewed, I think, as, as belligerent in terms of their trade uh, strategy. And, and so I think Canadians feel a general uh, uneasiness toward China. Um, and, and feel a desire that, that their government would uh, stand up to China and, and take sort of decisive, strong action against the, the Chinese um, instead of being more sort of, uh, you know, passive or, or soft in, um, in their approach to the Chinese government. Now, it's very easy to call for a tough stand it's a lot harder to figure out what that would actually look like and then to whether what potential repercussions you might face if, if the federal government were to take a, a hard stand on um, relations with China. Now, uh, of course, uh, the, the survey also shows that uh, Canadians are quite divided on whether in their relations with China we should favor uh, stressing human rights or um, just shut up about human rights and just do business. That's right. So we asked Canadians specifically to uh, choose sort of what they think the overall 
approach to to China from a Canadian perspective should should place more emphasis on. So obviously, both um, you know international trade and human rights and the rule of law are important considerations when dealing with a country like China. But but which of these two is sort of more important if you had to choose? And what we find when we put that face off to Canadians is that six and ten. Uh, come down on the human rights side of the equation compared to uh, the the other four in ten saying that um, the priority should be trade and investment opportunities for Canada. What's interesting to me is that um, we followed that up with a question about um, whether uh, you know can, China can be trusted on human rights and the rule of law, and we find overwhelming uh, agreement that China cannot be trusted on those issues. But where we see more division is whether that is uh, something that Canada actually is responsible for dealing with or not. So four in 10 Canadians, 40% of us agree with the statement, how China treats its own citizens is none of Canada's business. Hmm. How is that reflected in the kind of the political makeup of um, your respondents. So uh, this, uh, how these responses differ from whether your respondents are uh, supporters of the Liberal Party, the New Democratic Party, or the Conservative Party? Sure. So what we find is that, um, you know, first of all, on the government's performance, as I'm sure is, is no surprise to uh, people who are familiar with these sorts of, of polls, uh, the folks who are more inclined to place themselves in the conservative camp, uh, the opposition camp, tend to rate the government's performance poorly uh, in terms of their handling of this issue, whereas folks who are supporters of the liberals who are in power right now think that, uh, that the government has done a good job dealing with this issue. So that is maybe rather obvious. What's interesting is that, um, you know, moving beyond that sort of surface level question to the question about what the overall relationship with China should be about, we see a real split between the conservatives who are divided. 55% of them say that the priority should be trade and 45% say that the priority should be human rights. Uh, whereas the liberals and the NDP are um, much more likely, more than 7 in 10 of them, come down on the human rights side of that equation. So there's a big gap there between the partisans. I also noticed the big gap between uh, how men and women uh, rate this issue. That's right. So sticking with that same face-off question about trade versus rights, uh, we find that Broadly speaking, um, women are, are considerably more likely, and especially young women, are considerably more likely to favor the human rights side of the equation. 79% of women in the 18 to 34-year-old age group feel that way. At the opposite end of the spectrum, we have older men who, of course, tend to be more conservative politically as well. So there's probably some, some correlation there. Um, uh, older men are divided, 55-plus-year-old 55, uh, 55 men. 53% uh, of them say that trade and investment opportunities for Canada should be the priority compared to 47% who, who come down on the side of human rights. 
Hmm. Now, uh, I mean, we are in an election year. Um, if you were a government uh, or a strategist, or uh, what would be the lesson that you would draw from this um, uh, poll? I think you know there there are lessons that uh, both the government and the opposition could take away from from this poll in terms of how they want to position themselves on the issue of China and, and relations with China. I think there is room for the Trudeau government to improve its messaging around, uh, you know, getting tough with China. Um, that is, is something that most Canadians say that, uh, that they would like to see happen. And so there's, I think, room for the Trudeau government to try to uh, position itself as a, uh, a government that is doing enough to, to stand up to the Chinese, the, the potential risk in that strategy, of course, is if you take a concrete action that leads to you know, significant consequences for Canada from China, there is the potential, I think, for even though Canadians say that, that they want to, to take a harder line with that country, uh, if it starts affecting them sort of in their their pocketbooks, um, you know, if China were to impose significant tariffs on this this country or um, or in other ways act sort of punitively against Canada and the Trudeau government was seen as responsible for that occurrence, that development, uh, then it could potentially blow up in their faces. Now, uh, the, the opposition has an easier sort of... Um, position to, to stake out because they don't actually control the levers of power. So if they see that Canadians want their government to be taking a harder line on China, they can criticize the Trudeau government for not doing so and uh, potentially make, make some headway in that process. It's, um, it's hard to say, though, how much this uh, particular, you know, diplomatic tension is likely to continue, uh, you know, how long it's likely to go on for before the election, and also how much of a factor it is likely to be in terms of how people decide they want to vote uh, come October. Hmm. Tell me uh, just also on the technical side, how, how was this survey conducted and, you know, what is it uh, in terms of accuracy and uh, things like that? Sure. So we conduct all of our polling online through a, uh, an online panel called the Angus Reid Forum. Um, we ask the Angus Reid Forum for a representative randomized sample of uh, members of the panel that will meet census data for region, age, gender, and education uh, across the country. Uh, for the purposes of this study, we asked for a sample of 1,700 nationally representative um, and a sample of 1,700, a probability sample of 1,700, would carry a margin of error of about 2.4 percentage points uh, in either direction, 19 times out of 20. Um, thank you very much. I very appreciate uh, the time that you took to explain this and uh, look forward to uh, your next polls on this issue. Um, yeah, thank you very much. I, uh, I appreciate the time and I hope that uh, that was helpful.